All right, guys, welcome back to the Android Things podcast. My name is Alex, DU developer, Serge. Yeah, I'm also a DU developer, Serge. Mike? Hey, I'm Mike uh, Kriggs. Uh, I used to develop things, and now I am an advanced power user who sometimes helps out. Sounds good. All right, so this week, uh, our topic is going to be Android R. So we'll be covering... uh, our first impressions, uh, and I guess I'll start off. Uh, my first impression of Andrew, Andrew R. <laughs> is that um, it's a more refined version of Android Q. It's 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 not it's not something that that uh, has a lot of eye candy and you know visual type stuff. Um, the best way I can describe it is just when we went from Lollipop to Marshmallow. It was marshmallow was a better lollipop. It was it had, had it had a lot of under the hood type stuff, new APIs, little improvements here and there, but we didn't really notice the UI changing a whole lot. And I feel like that's what we're getting with Android R. Serge? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so Android R, like in, in general, it seems like it it's like a minor update to uh, Q. You know, so I mean. There's not that much different that you can see, like, visually, but under the hood, there's a lot of changes. Like, if you go on Google's uh, source code on online, you'll see, like, a lot of changes, but you can't really tell, like, visually what's going on. But, I mean, at, at the same time, there's a lot of things, like, you know, device tree-wise and, like, you know, kernel-wise and, like, you know, other than that, that, you know, that do change. Mike, what do you think? Um, I tend to agree with you guys um there are some uh minor improvements like uh in the notifications panel uh when you pull it down uh you get a lot of uh grouping of notifications now and i really like that and another thing i really love is the um native screen recording being built in that is great yeah mike what, what do you think about like uh i mean like system ui in general for our like do you think it's much better do you think there's like minimal changes or like what, what's your opinion on uh, system ui for our well full disclosure to the audience um i have not flashed it um but i have gone around seen things um videos screenshots etc cetera, etc cetera. um but uh as someone who uh, you know is avidly keeping up with these things all the time uh i can tell you that uh I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bit confused about it. It feels like just an yeah, improvement. Yeah. It feels like it shouldn't be a whole new version of Android. It feels like it should be like a point one or a point two. I agree. I agree. It should be like the uh, like you know with eight point one merge and with the March merge. It should be similar to that. But I mean, at the same time, they are probably going to try to change a bunch of things. Alex, what, what do you think they're going to change next with Android R or yeah. Android Q? R. With Android R, um, I don't feel like they're going to try to change the UI too much because Google has kind of gone on this, um, you know, they've gone like in a routine of, of kind of just letting users adjust to, to changes. Uh, like if you remember back in, I think it was, I think it was in Oreo when they first introduced, you know, the, you know, the two button gesture. You know, yeah. and they kind of just let it marinate a little bit. They kind of let users kind of get a feel for it. A lot of users bitched about it. Oh, this fucking sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then in P, they kind of just, 
you know, they give him a little bit more. And then in Q, we finally saw like, okay, cool. Now you have like the full gesture nav bar. And I feel like that's what they're kind of doing with Andrew R. They're kind of just laying down the foundation yeah, for, they, for they something. Kinda, they kind of have you know, that. They kind of half-assed that uh, gesture nav for Q, though. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, in general, like, I mean, it sh- it should have been able to do a lot more than it does, you know. Cold uh, wise, that, or that's or, just my opinion. No. My opinion. I mean, are you speaking about like you know the actual code, or are you speaking about like the actual functionality of the Justin Navbar? Well, I'm I'm talking about the code part of it because like I, I feel like they okay. sh- they should have let us have that's a lot fair. more access into like you know things to do with that code, but they they really didn't. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, users fair. don't know about that. I mean, like, on a functional, like, uh, like you know, it, it, it's great. People are going to have to, like, you know, gravitate to gesture nav now. I mean, that, that's the way Google is going. I don't know if you guys feel the same or, like, I mean, two, two button, three um, button is dying. <laughs> well, as, as someone who, you know, before I was an Android user, I used the uh, Palm Pre Plus, which had uh, gesture navigation just like we have now, uh, just about. And I feel like Google missed a few things. Like, for instance, the uh, going back, right? You want to swipe oh, yeah, from the edge of the screen. Cool. That already conflicts with so many things and so many applications. Um, and they have their answer to it is a sensitivity adjustment. Um, <clears throat> there, I think uh, they, they, they missed out. What they should have done was if you swipe left, it should go back. If you swipe right, you know, maybe uh, you'll go to another application, et cetera, et cetera. Um, swiping up obviously go home swipe up you know slowly like long press after a while you get used to it um and your finger just kind of knows what to do um and you end up in your recents menu and i really like that uh one thing i don't like that they got rid of in q that was in p was the ability to quickly scroll through applications with the two button uh nav uh nav bar with the the little pill uh they got rid of that and uh you know i was a little bit salty in the developer previews like why did you do this it was a great thing i i have i tend to have so many applications open at one time i don't want to have to open you know swipe up and then scroll all the way through them yeah mike what's one thing you'd rather have that like that's not in queue that you want in r they don't have right now oh man ah it's it's kind of hard to say uh i mean in, in right? terms in terms of navigation or like in you terms know. of navigation i would like for them to build on the gestures um yeah. i would like instead of having a nav bar an actual nav bar there um maybe uh you know have an overlay something overlaid over it that you yeah. interact with perhaps Al- like alex, like uh, alex. ios uh, how about you alex yeah what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> Navigate, uh, 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 right now, I'm talking about navigation, but for yeah, you, uh, let, what, what let about... Me question. Let me first question. <laughs> okay. So what would you rather have in R that is not there right now in terms of navigation? So like in gesture nav, is there anything missing that you'd rather have right now in R that isn't there? Uh, honestly, nothing really. Like, I mean, I... Like I'm actually one of the, I, I guess one of the very few people that's just not super critical about about the nav bar, you know, and and what Google's done. I feel like everything they've done has been been great. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, like if 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 I'm getting like really picky about stuff and I have to pick something, 
uh, I mean, I guess custom actions and stuff like that, kind of like what we've done with DU, where we kind of, you know, we've given, you know, different swipes and stuff like that, like, you know, the ability to, to assign different actions and stuff like that. Like, uh, like for example, if you swipe left, you can turn on the flashlight and, you know, applications and stuff like that. But I don't see that ever really coming into, into like the, the, the stock experience because that's never been Google's way. Yeah. Um, so well, what they've done is that about, you know, the way they handle, uh, um, the way they handle navigation in general, you know, nav- uh, with gesture navigations. What do you mean? Like, uh, for instance, you know, like uh, our first gesture nav in custom ROMs, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was basically Pi. You know, you for users who don't know what that is, you 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 would swipe up from the bottom of the screen, and uh, there'd be a little semicircle, you know, and uh, you would hold your finger down, you know, if you went left and let go. Uh, it would go back and you know it would correspond with the regular buttons that way and i have to yeah. i have to kind of jump in real quick i i don't think our first interaction with with gestures was in pi i think we you know we would have to go back to to kitkat and you know i'm kind of like a little disappointed that that you know that you don't remember this mike because you've been around since like forever you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> But if you remember back in back in KitKat, we had this thing called nav rings. And remember, you can swipe up and you can, yeah, remember that, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. That I was, do remember I, that now. Wasn't that uh, was that an AOKP? No, thing, that was no, that was an AOSP was thing that? that was extended by AOKP for custom actions and stuff like that. But yeah, that oh, was an AOSP. I never knew that original. Like uh, you know, wow. like, that was something that was an AOSP. <laughs> AOKP saw it and they were like, huh, we can, you know, we can assign custom actions to it. And they had like different targets and stuff like that. But no, that was, that was an AOSP original. So I feel like that was, well, that was uh, <laughs> the first, I guess, nav bar gesture type thing. But yeah, a lot of people forget about that. They kind of, you know, cause it never, you know, it never really took, you know, cause at the time, um, if you remember Google was just kind of focusing on, you know the nexus you know devices and nexus devices never really got mainstream so a lot of people don't don't really hear about it but um a little bit back on topic uh search yeah. what do you think is going to be one of the challenges that that the custom android community will face in uh in android r um you know one source to aosp obviously for sure i think one of the things that they'll definitely like have to like come to terms with is flashing because the side load things can become a norm because uh torp is not going to be developed for android r for a long time right so we have like this lull where it's going to be where they have, they'll have to side load a lot and i mean it's not bad but i mean people are gonna have to get used to it I, other than that i think that um that overlays might probably change um I, I don't know why i get that feeling but like every every single cycle Android, like ever since OMS, Android seems to like want to change like how the way overlays work. So, I think that's going to be a challenge going forward. But I mean, it's not something that you know the custom ROM community can't solve. You know, you know what I mean? What do you think has changed with you know with overlays? I mean, you being part of Substratum, uh, you know, you actually got to you know to yeah, you yeah. know to work on overlays and OMS a little yeah, bit more yeah. than. So, uh, 
then probably I'll, I'll elaborate on that. Um, so back in the day, it used to be very easy to change system overlays because it didn't used to have like that um, static. They, they didn't used to have so many like conditions for overlays, but going forward, they they added a bunch of conditions that make it very difficult to change overlays if you're not a system user. So, I mean, you have to do that in source. You can no longer do that as user. So apps like Substratum and apps like Swift or Swift installer, whatever it is, um, they will have they will face a difficult time trying to fa- like change overlays for system APKs. Um, but as far as we go, like the customer ROM community, like it, it's just gonna change for us in the fact that we just have to give permissions, like more per- more permissions to uh, change uh, overlays. And I don't know, I, I haven't actually seen how the R code changes things, but I, I can tell that every single cycle they change things. So it's gonna be a pain in the ass for sure. So you feel like the restrictions are gonna get worse? Oh, yeah, for sure. Or, for sure. you know. They're gonna get worse. They, okay. they, they always get worse. I mean, like, you know, starting in the beginning, it was really easy to change like system UI and settings, like you know, overlays. But like, you know, n- now it's kind of hard, right? And like, you know, it's going to get harder going forward. But I mean, at the same time, as long as you flash a custom ROM, you'll be fine because we we can do that thing. We can we can change those things in source, but you cannot change those things via an APK that's a data APK. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it has to be done. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, kind of like how Randall always says, like, you know, we're system, you know, we can do whatever the fuck we exactly, want to do. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How mm-hmm. about you, um, Mike? You know, what are you, uh, wow, I, I, like, I paused there, like, I didn't know your name. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, because I'm so used to calling Griggs. I don't even know his first name. I just, I just call him Griggs. Jorge, I want to say your name is, like, Jalapalo. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, what's this uh, guy's yeah, name? Yep, that's me. The guy with the beard, like <laughs> the goatee, the beard, and the ponytail. <laughs> I, I don't know about a goatee. I would have to shave the rest of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Hmm. What do you think, Mike? Uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, what's uh, what's your question? <laughs> We're gonna change coming Android uh, R. Like, do you think it's gonna be hard? No, that wasn't. I mean, well, you know, what do you think is, you know, it's going to be one of the challenges, um, you know, for the Android, um, you know, custom community come Android R? Like, do you think... Uh, I think the biggest issue right now, it's definitely recovery. And you guys definitely covered it extensively and really well in the first episode. And I would definitely tell anyone listening uh, to go and listen to that episode because it was covered really well. Um, I don't think I have anything to say about it. Uh, it's beyond well, let, my. Let me, let me add on to that a little bit. Um, so, the uh, the the issue of flashing ROMs is not going to be a problem going forward. It just like it depends. Are you used to Torp? Are you used to lineage recovery? Are you used? I am so used to Torp. Uh, man, I have been babied by Torp. Um, you know, for a long time. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, the other day I finally flashed DU on, on, uh, Bonito. For those who don't know, that's the Pixel 3 AXL. Um, and I am like confused as hell. I'm like, what's going on? What do I have to do here? And it's like, oh, well you have to, you know, do a, uh, uh, you know, you have to flash a custom boot image in order to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. So I do that and then I'm good. But, uh. You know, that's just not yeah, something so, I'm so, used so to. So the step of flashing a custom um, boot image first is not like really like intuitive for people, but I mean it's something that's needed. So we should note this out. Like 
if you're trying to flash a ROM and you want to get on Android Q or 10, whatever, you have to flash a custom boot image first in order for siloed to work. It's just it's just a fact. Like there's no way around it. Like I'm just telling you. So go ahead, Mike. All right. So um one question I wanted to ask you guys um was you know the way they're doing uh what we used to call developer previews what google used to call developer previews um basically they're just you know betas now and these are things that we're not gonna see we see in we're used to seeing at least uh don't even make it to the next beta or the next beta you know um and sometimes even to release um what how do you guys think you know uh google as far as like the beta with the entire release as far as releasing it and the way they are releasing it and testing out certain things do you think that they're trying to cater to users rather than developers or uh go ahead search and i'll go after you I, i think that like the way that google is updating like you know like the way they have their update system set up, it's not really ideal for custom ROMs. So, like, the, the way that we're going to have to do it is going to be completely different. We're going to have to, like, brand together as a community and figure out, like, a new way to do, like, streamlined updates. And it, it, it's it's not going to be ideal. Like, you know, obviously people are used to the OTA apps that ROMs have, like, AOS IP has, like, you know, Lineage has. Like, everyone has, like, these OTA apps. And they're going to be they're they're gonna have to be updated like um so there's no 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 easy way to transition to the new way that google has things set up so i mean in my, in my mind i'm still i'm still debating how to handle it so i'm i'm still i'm still with you mike i i just have no idea what's what to do <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah right, I, I think i misunderstood the question a little bit differently than what than what serge kind of interpreted because i mean because I mean, um, I, uh, I no, interpreted the question yeah. as, you know, um, in the way that Google has kind of, I guess, presented the Android Better program. When they first introduced it, it was it was meant for for app developers. It was meant for for app developers to kind of get a preview, um, you know, in more sense than the word, you know what I mean? To you know, test out new APIs, to to bounce their apps against the new incoming code. Uh, whereas now it's it's being advertised, it's being catered to to users um, more than before. You know, like they even have a website where you can go in and you can kind of sign up for the beta program, get notifications, and you know, uh, you know, Google's a little bit more more acceptive. Uh, um, you know, they're you know they're accepting more and more reports from users rather than developers. Where I guess in the beginning it was more or less. You know, if you weren't if you weren't a developer, Google wasn't giving you the time of day as far as bugs. Well, you know, like like you know, they didn't give a fuck about whether or not Angry Birds was working or not. Like, you know, they wanted to know uh, if if, <laughs> if the APIs were working. You know, like like that was their main concern. You know, are the APIs working? Is you know is is that working with your app? Okay, cool, good. We don't give a fuck about your Angry Birds thing. Whereas now. You know they're catering to that it's like oh shit angry birds doesn't work we gotta fix that oh shit the, you know this random ass user shit that nobody gives a fuck about right. it's not working oh shit we right. fix that uh, and and i feel the reason they've done um you know i feel that the reason that they've done that is because 
they've noticed that most app developers are not really are not really social you know like they're not really willing to give feedback whereas users you know they're all about that shit you know if if something doesn't work they're writing an email they're writing to their congressman you know they're setting up petitions and shit and they're like oh no no we won't go no, no. <laughs> you know they're you know they're marching and they're doing all this extra shit and that's what google wants they want feedback they want data you yeah. know like you know at the end of the day, google is a data company and they, you know they want feedback and you know that's why they've kind of pivoted to well, you know to kind of making it a, a, a user thing you know that's why they've kind of taken the word developer out of out of the you know out of the program you right. know like it's no longer called the developer beta it's called the android beta you know yeah, it's almost like the way they want to do it right now is the way that iOS used to do it. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they still do it this way or not. I haven't used iOS in a long time since, like, I don't know, iOS 3 or 4 or something around there. Um, but what they would do is you had um, betas uh, that you could, you could like, I guess, flash, essentially. Um, I mean, it's going on in EMMC, so yeah, you're flashing it um, through iTunes, and you would use it. And they would gather data that way, um, not particularly through user feedback, I would assume. Uh, I don't remember any sort of prompts or anything like that, but I remember there being, uh, you know, uh, um, certain apps would be like, oh, well, we're going to share, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was a much more streamlined process than uh what google's doing right now and i think google can do that no issue i just think that um they're not sure who they want to cater to who their yeah. real demographic is when it comes to this because i'm sure they've noticed that you know us custom rom users and developers um you know we're power users we are really into it and you know the nexus line was pretty much catering to us and then after the Nexus line became the Pixel line, they thought, oh, we can make this mainstream. And, uh, you know, it's not as mainstream as we would have hoped. But uh, I think that uh, that was a good step. Um, but as far as streamlining updates and uh, getting user feedback, um, I think Google uh, could, yeah, I mean, could like, do a um, bit better. The way their, their system works is like they have this update engine repo and like, you know, it, it, the way they streamline updates, it makes it really hard for us custom ROM users to, like, you know, update, like, you know, OTAs and stuff. And, I mean, like, it can be done, but it requires quite a bit of code. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think the custom ROM community is at that point yet, like, where this has to be a thing. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it is something to look forward to. Well, we have to adapt or, you know, um, things are going to be... Right you know, taken over by Google. Um, uh, for instance, you know, a lot of features that we would see uh, have been adopted into Google. Like, for instance, uh, if, I don't remember, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but uh, when Android, uh, I believe it was Lollipop, yeah, 5.0, um, I remember when that first dropped, the there was a, a preview for it. It was the developer preview, and um, there was these cards that you would swipe down and through, up and down through, kind of like in uh, Chrome or how Chrome used to be. And uh, Paranoid Android at the time was working on that exact, almost that exact concept, you know? Um, 
Google has been taking uh, ideas from the community um, and, you know, implementing them. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if they're doing it because they think they're cool ideas or, you know, they want to steal a user base or what's going on. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot um, in the past. And, you know, while Google hasn't come out and said that they've taken inspiration from from the custom ROM community. They have, however, come out and said that they've taken inspiration from other OEMs, like uh, like Samsung, you know, like if you notice within, you know, within stock right now, there's a lot of like little things that that have kind of come from Samsung, uh, from OnePlus as well, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there's a lot of like little things that, you know, that you normally wouldn't have seen Google done themselves, but they've kind of seen other OEMs do it and they've, you know, they've kind of just put their own twist on it. Um, I remember back in, I think it was around the same time that you said, like, you know, Lollipop, where, uh, you know, where Google kind of just finally did their own implementation of, uh, of quick settings, you know, like, like actually mm-hmm. gave yep. a fuck about it. Because, you know, in KitKat, they had kind of like a okay version of it, but it wasn't, it wasn't really ideal, like, you know, to use it on stock. Uh, you know, it was still kind of like one of these early features that it was like, oh, it's, it's there, but it's not really there, uh, you know, type of things. And then Lollipop yeah. became a little bit more refined and then Marshmallow and so on and so on. Um, so, yeah, you know, Google has definitely taken a lot of inspiration from, you know, from a number of, uh, you know, organizations, whether that's custom ROMs, OEMs or, you know, even from iOS, obviously, like, you know, iOS is really the one that, you know, they, you know, people always shine a light on they're like ah they're they're kanging ios Ah!" well it goes back and forth you know uh you know google will be inspired by them and vice versa which is fine because you know at the end of of the day i feel like you know the ones that win is you know is you know the users you know what i mean like uh you know you know who gives a fuck you know if if they're taking inspiration from this this organization or that organization you know then they is it's making the ecosystem a lot better i feel I definitely agree with you. All right, so we're we have about three minutes uh, left on this. So, um, is there anything that you guys want to say, uh, Serge, Mike? Yo, there's a lot of things I want to say, but <laughs> <laughs> but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, why don't you take uh, take no, no. take a minute? No, we'll, no, no. Uh, we'll start okay, you. Fine. We'll start you on a timer. Let me do and, the uh... ending, okay? So, guys, <laughs> stay safe during the fucking coronavirus. This shit is crazy <laughs> out there. You know, don't fucking go outside without a mask. Be fucking reasonable. Don't be a dumbass and go walk into a grocery store and like start breathing on people. Don't, you know, just don't be a fucking idiot. I mean, because yeah. I've seen people don't doing call this up shit. On people definitely don't do that. And it's like ridiculous. I mean, I feel like that's you know, I feel like that's good good advice. <laughs> All the time, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't <laughs> ever cough on someone. Like no, but no, but know, like walk into the like door. Corona or, or not, like you cough on me, you're gonna probably get like punched <laughs> yeah, in you, the face. Like, yeah, you get stuck if you fucking. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> like, I, mean, so I saw this old lady at, at like the grocery store like the other day, and she was just coughing in the aisle, and I was like, oh fuck! I turned the fuck around, put my cart the other way, walked. <laughs> I, the aisle, I was like, fuck that shit! I'm not walking through a <laughs> All right, guys. This is <laughs> this is definitely after <laughs> after recording conversation. Right. But uh, you know what? Let's close up here. Um, if you guys, uh, 
Uh, Alex, okay. why don't you if, uh, if you guys have any uh, any suggestions, any comments, uh, if you want to curse me the fuck out, uh, go ahead and um, go into Telegram. You know, we left the link. Well, we'll leave a link. Uh, you know, when we post this. Also on Twitter. We're right? also on Twitter. Uh, IRC oh as God, well. We, we still yeah. somehow yeah. use that. Yeah. Just get on. <laughs> All right. Get on Telegram or get we, on we, Twitter. Nobody leave us a comment. <laughs> like, tell us what you want to talk about, and we'll hit it up. Good talking to you guys. All right. Later. later.